morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well and I hope all is good with you in your world where you are. It's a Sunday rainy morning here in Lagos, Nigeria. It's, you know, it's, well, it's, it's not been too much of rain, but there have been lots of flooding in parts of the country. Funny enough, there's not been a lot of news coverage. I don't know why. We don't really know what's happening. Where the people, where people displaced, you know, where where are they living right now? What's going on? It's it's amazing how, you know, in Nigeria, there's certain parts of the world of, of the nation that you know the, the reporting is just very poor, and everything is just kept within the local regional setting. I don't know why it is that way. So we we had they just don't make national news. So I guess it's news in the areas where they are affected, but then it's not it doesn't translate to national news. So the kind of national emergency support that should be, you know, made available is just not there, both from citizens and states, because we just don't know enough. We don't know what's going on. You know, are there people who need clothing, food? It's it's just crazy. You have to like literally start thinking of people you know who may or may not be from that part and then like okay how is everything going on there it's it's just a crazy way to run a country i don't know it's just a, it's funny if there's a if there's flooding in florida or anywhere i get to know i, I mean it's the information is there it's, it's just there for anyone I, I don't have to look for it i find it but in nigeria i've literally been trying to get a handle of what's really going on there how bad is it what are the families you know because a lot of what i do i just i amplify and i let people know even if i'm not directly involved but it's just been it's like almost like a blackout is that you don't want us to know how bad it is we see the random photos anyways i'm not even let's let me not go there that was a bit of a digression but it's just to say that um and i know that there are floods in pakistan so if you're in any of these countries you're listening and you know this has happened to you and all that we just ask for god's grace and mercy upon you and your family and um, we pray that for those who have lost somehow that the lord will comfort and that those who may have lost you know possessions or whatever that the god lord will send help that's all i can just pray for help and comfort and strength and that as many as people as god can raise to help make a difference to the lives of these people and comfort and help and strengthen at this time make it may the lord make it available for us those people affected in nigeria and in other parts of the world and whatever it is that we can do to stop this flooding as well help us all as citizens and members of a global and national community to have that sense of awareness and good neighborliness to be able to intervene and help so that people are not swept away and their lives destroyed by nature when by things that really can be avoided based on all that we know so um yeah there we are so um today i'm going to muse on something that i has been filtered into my mind and I'm in a much better space now than I was in, in the last few musings. In the last few musings, I was episodes. I was really dazed by what had happened to me. Like I said, I had had this expectation about a promise, and we had been working on something, and it had gotten to the point. Everything was going on well, and at the end, it just literally just blew up in smoke, and I just couldn't. It was such an unexpected outcome that it really threw me. I didn't know why it happened that way and i just spent it took me a while to get myself back even though um there was a lot to be thankful for in actual facts there was a lot that there were some aspects of it that i should actually be thanking god for preventing me from experiencing 
you know so there was a lot to be thankful for even in that disappointment but I was so caught unawares by the turn of events that I was just dazed I was literally <laughs> I was like dazed and I like whatever I'm in that state God just gives me face, space to go through you know he's there I speak to him you know and but he just he allows me to go through it while also making sure that I do not fall off the cliff you know but it's you know so he just gave me that space and um, and not that I needed the space because I also needed him to be near so it was just a period when I would say yeah it's just quiet comfort let's put it that way and then him chipping in not talking too much but just giving that reassurance and then eventually when I'm in that space to actually hear and receive he then started speaking and I got to realize that he first of all he just told me a lot to give me context about what had happened why it had happened um, the meaning and that the fact that there was nothing for me to worry about and um, that his purpose will still be fulfilled has been fulfilled and will still be fulfilled and it doesn't change anything but what I got from that was that I found out that I had become invested in the promise and had taken my eyes away from the promiser from the lord of the promise and that is what essentially the last few musings episodes were about and if you haven't listened to them i would encourage you to do that but what it also made me realize and the scripture that it brought to mind is what we're going to be reading um today on this episode it's the book of colossians which is in the new testament and it's um chapter 3 verse 1 and by the way if you stumbled here on this podcast somehow and you're not a christian or you know you're just beginning to find you know your way into whether you believe or you don't believe this is actually a space where i talk about my walk with god and um, what i've learned and what he means in my life and um, you know i believe that the bible is the word of god and that it has truths that are relevant not just for the times that we live in but for all ages um, there are principles, there are precepts, there are concepts that are taught in the Bible that help me make sense of my life. Um, I believe that Jesus is the chosen Savior of God and that He's the way by which we can have access to the Father. And I'm not just saying this, you know, just because someone told me that it's really my life. You know what I'm saying? This is the same way people can, you know, you can come out and say, um, I lost weight um, by eating avocados or by going on a fruit diet or whatever. The same way I can tell you that my life has not been the same since I found Jesus and he continues to be the wind underneath myself and at this point based on the kind of experiences that I've had in the past few years that really bothered on mental health issues as well and very tough emotional challenges what got me through was the Lord Jesus Christ the word of God the spirit of God the power of God it was God (laughs) The written word of God, God in in spirit, in the word, in the Bible, it was God that got me through. It wasn't about, it wasn't psychology, it wasn't therapy, it wasn't any of those things. It was God, the spirit of God, the word of God that got me through. So that experience has made me realize that the Bible is not fables. The Bible is the word of God and can deal with real issues challenging issues that even science and very experienced people may not be able to help you with um i i thank god that i had had a relationship with him which made it easier for me to sort of like access him but it was tough because i was in a very bad place for a 
period of time and I had no idea how I got there. I had no idea how to get out of there. But the Lord helped me. He just reached me out. And even any of my friends listening to this will, will not know because they, nobody realized that it was that bad for me. But I realized it, it, it when, you know, the Lord's, in fact, setting up this podcast was part of the healing process for me. And just getting back into the scriptures and being forced to commit to reading the Bible every day for the purposes of recording and sharing it on this podcast made all of the difference for me. And like I've said several times, sometimes even when I'm going through, you know, some days are just somehow really bad. By the time I did this musing and I just talked about God and his word, something changed inside of me. It just got me through. And um, the recovery process is still ongoing. I think for me, one of the challenges that I have is, and I keep saying that in my heart to God, that how can I, I would like to shout this out on the mountains and let people know that Christ is not a fairy tale. Christianity is not an outdated religion or a faith that is not relevant to our lives. It is timeless. In the same way as even in the fashion world, there are certain fashions that you just see that they're timeless. Like jeans has standed as to the test of time. The shirt dress is not going anywhere. You know, there are certain things that are just iconic and they're just classic. And they, you know, and I know that's a very um, colloquial way of talking about the word of God. But I'm saying that just so that we know that there are things even in our life. For instance, oxygen, for instance, would never be outdated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Food is not outdated. We need it. So it's in the same way. The word of God is timeless. It's and it would even outlast all of these things that I have talked about. So it 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 has relevance. It, it, it you know there is just like like how they say common sense. Common sense goes through all the ages. You know, it just makes sense. Certain things, you know, like look before you leap. Pride goes before you fall. Be careful how you treat others because if not, one day, you you know, you can also be treated badly. These are things that are timeless truths. It doesn't change regardless of your situation. And we see it even in the modern world today, how those spiritual truths and principles come to bear, you know, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. It's just normal because if you don't, eventually... The, the you know the way with you treat others people will eventually treat you that way there are certain people today who are very badly treated and nobody really cares because everybody remembers how they treated other people but you know so they're just things like that and that's what really what the bible says but even and beyond that it also introduces god to us who he is what he cares about how this world came to be so for me the bible is the greatest and the best explanation for why there is good and why there is evil on earth and why there's just you know some people are just twisted and you know you can explain it anyhow you want oh he grew up he was you know he was abused as a child blah 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 blah. it doesn't explain to me while some other people in that same situation choose to be something else and some other people are just you know i I mean they're just cruel unimaginably cruel wicked and evil and seem to lack you know not just empathy but remorse and the things that the rest of us in quote normal people have through no effort of us you know but so the whole good and evil devil serpent in the garden of eden yes it does make sense to me and there's i'm someone who has had a lot of supernatural experiences so you can't convince me that this world is just exactly as we see it here i'm just not one of those people and well if there are people who are have never had out-of-body experiences or supernatural experiences or those kind of things that intuition and extrasensory perception of things that just make you realize that this world is not just about 
matter and science and that there is a subconscious level and there's a realm that goes beyond that which we see and feel and touch if you're one of those people who hasn't experienced anything outside of that well that's fine but for someone like me i have experienced a lot of things outside of that so the bible is the best narrative that explains it to me not just from a head point of view but from the impact that it has had in my life so i am someone i can testify and my experience i can testify of the goodness of god and his word in the land of the living this bible of ancient scripts has helped me through life and continues to help me with deep challenges in my life and in my life of those that i love i have even seen it change other people through my word and i think that for me has been i mean through my own testimony that for me has been phenomenal that there is really something in this word it is not just um, fables that have been passed down from generation to generation it is not us ascribing power to something that is powerless there is actually life in the word of god there is power in the word of god there is hope in the word of god and the source of that power of that life and of that hope is from the god who is who was and is to come the god who was before all things and after all things he will be there and i'm just going to leave it at that so massive digression but i know the holy spirit wanted that so fine we've got it that through and i i trust god that whoever that word and that message is for lord you lead this word to them in the name of jesus in whatever nation community family space that they may be on earth you will bring that word to them in this generation in the next and ongoing until the lord comes and that every barrier and obstacle that may have come that is being put in place against these words they are removed in the name of Jesus. We speak the judgment of God upon them and we say that these words will go to every heart and every life that the Lord has ordained in Jesus' name. There shall be no restraint. There shall be no obstacle. There shall be no defense against that, this word. But it shall go forth to that which has been sent and it shall accomplish the purpose that the Lord has intended for it now in this time, in this space, in Jesus' name. So I was talking about how I now realize that there is a need for me to set my heart on the things of God. I had become emotionally invested in the promise rather than in the Lord of the promise. So I'm beginning to see now that for me to live well on this earth, in fact, I'm beginning to realize that it's dangerous to live that way because promises may fail, promises may pause, promises may manifest in a different way at a different time. And even when promises manifest to the fullness of the expectation of the receiver that feeling that gratification that we have is temporary there may as that promise in fact there's a time when like a period victory a promise fulfilled sometimes may end up becoming feeling like an anticlimax because after all maybe you went through so much by the time it now comes you're like "Mm, we're just weary or it just doesn't have the ability promises don't have the ability to give you um permanent soccer in this life uh, you know that, that's the thing about this world it's a deeply dissatisfying world i've never you know which is why i said for me the bible explains a lot of things because this world as it is you can sense that it was supposed to be a perfect world you can see i mean when you look at creation the mountains the beauty of the hills the trees the value you know the beauty of a child a baby the innocent you can tell that this world was 
predesigned to be perfect, to be innocent. Something happened. There was a massive disruption that corrupted the state of things. Because the innocence of a child, really, why, why should, why do we lose that innocence? If you are born innocent, why, what, what makes us lose it? Why is the world the way it is? How does a sweet baby become a serial killer? How, how does that happen? So I, I think the greatest deception of all time is when we deceive ourselves that there is no spiritual world or that there are no unseen forces acting upon men and women to make them think a certain way. Yes, I know that the world is, there, there's evil around us and there's physical evil, but there's also subconscious evil. For instance, why do people have depressive thoughts? Why, why are certain people, why do people, you know, and, and, and people tell us, they tell you that I heard a voice, I heard, and, and we think it's all in their head. Yes, it's in their head, but there's something bringing it into their head. So, and, 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 and I honestly believe that that's why some people are pushed to the brink. Because when you're feeling things that everyone is telling you that is in your head, whereas you, you know that it's not just in your head, and no one has the answers, Eventually, you feel, well, you know what, how about I, you know, try and resolve it myself? And the Bible teaches us, the Bible tells us the reason why these things happen. There are many scriptures that talk about people who had these similar experiences, and the Bible says why, explains it. So for me, I mean, excuse me, I, 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 I have tested the Bible, I read very widely, I'm someone who, I read philosophy, I read lots of things. I think the Bible, yeah, the Bible does it for me. So anyways, I realized that I hadn't, I had sort of like started getting myself invested in the promise. So let me just read the scripture because otherwise I'm just going to keep on talking. Um, Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says, If you are risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things that are above, not on things on the earth. (laughs) Excuse me. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. So what he's saying very um, clearly here, this is Paul speaking to the church in Colossae, is that I should set my affection, in fact, this is really speaking to me, set my affection on the things that are above. That if I say I'm a Christ, I mean, I'm a Christian, and I'm a follower of Christ, and I am risen with Christ, I have given my life to him, I have received the resurrected spirit of Christ in me, I'm a new creature in Christ as the word of God preaches by faith by believing god i've allowed him to come into my soul his spirit to change me and i have retained in me a new man that is created after god in righteousness and true holiness a a heart that desires to know god and that i'm now on a journey of allowing that spirit of christ in me to change my way of thinking and to change my attitude my mindset and my behaviors so that my life can be a reflection of god on earth i have retained in me the power of god to live righteously and holy my mind is also going through that process of regeneration and I am correcting, self-correcting and being corrected by the word of God on a daily basis so that I can progressively become more like God, more Christ-like, more holy, more righteous, more like him. If I am on that journey, then I need to keep the, my affection on things that are above this earth. The more I begin to live my life or keep my affection in other words my passion my zeal my sense of achievement my affirmation my aspirations the more i keep them on the earth and worldly level the farther i am from achieving that spiritual ambition the farther i am from god 
And this is what Paul is saying. So I had set my affections upon the promise of God, which is why when the promise failed, I, I, I went into shock. Whereas nothing had happened to my God, nothing had happened to the Lord, my relationship with him was fine. There was no reason for me to be have become as despondent as I as to be as despondent as, as, as I as I became. And that was a clear signal to me that I had shifted my gaze on God. Because honestly, nothing, I mean I was on the path with the Lord in one of those rare moments where everything was going fine. There was nothing. I wasn't under judgment. He wasn't rebuking me. He wasn't chastening me. We were in a very good place. All that happened was that the promise that I was expecting didn't quite pan out in the way that I thought. And that threw me. So that for me was a red flag. The Holy Spirit didn't, you know, he didn't have to say anything. I, I was, I myself was a bit taken aback by the intensity of my reaction. And it took me like a week, a week of really ah yeah of complex emotions (laughs) before i could get myself back so i think i'm just going to leave it here because i think we have there's a lot that has been said and i think i need to spend time to now reflect more on this but set your heart on things that are above if you are really someone who is you are risen with christ and you want to live a life that is pleasing to him I think even for my own mental health, personally, I think it's better for me to set my heart on things above because in this, uh, the things here, they have a way of disappointing you. Even when you get what you want, it's, it's, it's like, a, how would I put it? It's like false. They hardly ever deliver the sustainable value or joy. And I think it's because they are unable to. They are unable to. When I see people who can be happy and they seem to be happy for a long time based on the things that they have, like cars, I'm like, wow, this is, that, that, that is some benefits you have there. Because for people like me, it, it, it doesn't last. It doesn't last. So I think as a mental health survival um, strategy for myself, I need to begin to teach myself and acclimatize myself towards setting my affection on God, his throne, his kingdom. Even when promises come, I will walk in the light of those promises. I will pray and believe and expect, but I will not set my heart on it. At the end of the day, I will always retain that sense of if it be your will. So if it comes to pass, fine. If it doesn't come to pass, fine. And if it doesn't come to pass, it's not a problem. If it comes to pass too, it's not going to make me go all crazy and, you know, start investing all of my emotions. The point is, nothing on this earth is worth my setting my affection on it that's just it because either i'm setting myself up for heartbreak even relationships honestly because yeah one day the person will die <laughs> and then yeah you, you know how, how then are you gonna live <laughs> you know what i'm saying and i'm not saying we shouldn't be affectionate or have things that we love even jesus loved people he died i mean he laughed he cried at the death of lazarus i'm just saying that at the end of the day it should not be something that breaks us to the point that even our relationship with God is affected because that is not healthy from a spiritual, from an emotional, and from a mental perspective, especially as a Christian. The person that we're supposed to love above all things is God. The person whose affection, who's supposed to take our affection above all things is the Lord. If So I, I would, I, I'll just leave it there. So thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted. Have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.